This is Kyle Brooks, and welcome to The Deep End. Slow is a four-letter word. Look up the word slow in a thesaurus, and you'll find these words alongside it. Lethargic, apathetic, sluggish, lackadaisical, a personal favorite, dull, dumb. No wonder slow is the centerpiece of the best joke in the original Dumb and Dumber. You'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. With all its cultural and linguistic baggage, I can forgive you for writing me off when I suggest we could all benefit from being or becoming a little slow. In fact, if you're like me, being slow could change your life. A life-changing experiment in slowness. It's a 60-degree, sunny January day in California, and I'm outside. But I'm not surfing or playing pickup soccer or hanging out with friends. I'm walking. Slowly. Now, some of you might think, what's the big deal? My husband walks slowly all the time. It's annoying, actually. No, no, no. I mean slowly. You see, I'm on a silent retreat at the Sisters of Mercy convent, and I've decided to take up a type of walking prayer practice I've never done before. This is how it goes. Step one, go outside and start praying while you walk as slowly as you possibly can. Step two, cut your pace in half, but keep walking. Step three, have your pace again, and again, and again, and again, until it's physically impossible to move more slowly and continue making forward progress. This is no joke. I spend an hour walking about 30 yards. At first, it's excruciating, and let's be honest, a bit humiliating. Nuns are passing me by, clearly perplexed about why I look like a sloth walking underwater in slow motion. Nevertheless, it's worth it. I have one of the most powerful spiritual moments of my life that day. God shakes me out of my self-deception with a word that fundamentally changes my understanding of who I am. I can't help but wonder if it's not just my pride or my faults or the noise of my life that drown out God's voice sometimes, but rather my pace. The enemy of savoring. Speed is the enemy of savoring. To really relish something, you can't rush it. You have to be on foot to truly appreciate the grandeur of a great city. Your morning cup of coffee is a million times better when you can sit down, take a big whiff of that roasted goodness, and sip it until the last drop. We all know, we all know that the main problem with ice cream is that you have to eat it too quickly so it doesn't become sweetened flavored milk. Unless, of course, you are one of those weirdos who prefers it melted, to whom I say, stay weird. You make the world so much more interesting. We need to go slow if we want to go deep into delight. In fact, maybe that mystical land of satisfaction, wholeness, and peace 
what the Bible calls shalom, only gets farther away when we travel at speed. Maybe it's a land that can only be entered slowly. Like the opposite of platform nine and three quarters, you have to walk through the wall in slow motion to get in. If savoring life brings us joy and slowness is essential to savoring, then practices that help us slow down, even ones that mitigate our efficiency or delay productivity, are essential to a joy-filled life. It's that simple. Five simple ways to slow your roll. What are some practices you can adopt in 2023 to slow yourself down and delight in life? Here are a few of my favorites, even if I don't practice all of them all of the time. Number one, write. Whether it's poetry, journaling, blogging, or that novel you've been dreaming about writing, putting fingers to keyboard or pen to paper slows us down and makes us think about our experiences, emotions, opinions, and beliefs. Side note, it's why I'm not using chatbot AI to write this blog. It might save me time, but I need to take that time. It's incredibly hard to be both deeply reflective and quickly productive at the same time. Number two, practice solitude and silence. This one is harder and harder to come by as a new parent, but it's all the more precious for that. In solitude, there are no people to care for and few, if any, tasks to complete. In silence, there's no content to devour or words to generate. I've never been slower than in a yurt or a monastery or a cheap Airbnb in the woods, completely alone, except for the presence of God's Spirit. Number three, schedule your limitations. Is the pace of your life too fast because your calendar fills up every week? Are you one of those people who does great with two or three nights of fun per week, but is exhausted by four or five? Block out slow time on your calendar and keep it like you would a commitment to a friend or better if you tend to be a little flaky. By the way, there's a whole robust practice around this called Sabbath, but that's a blog for later in the series. Number four, do one thing. Have you ever been watching Netflix while scrolling Instagram and replying to a text thread during which time you were munching that amazing banana bread you just finished baking? I'm horrible at this one, I admit, but in our world of pings and screens, it can be pure joy to turn off the phone and simply delight in one thing. Listen to one person. I know it's a radical practice, but I believe in us. Number five, pray and meditate. Prayer is conversing with God at the pace of your soul. Sometimes it starts out frenetic and anxious, but in my experience, God's presence has a calming and quieting influence. Prayer recalibrates our spirit to the tempo of God's spirit. Meditation, of which there are many forms, can slow us down by helping us to hold one thought, one feeling, one verse of scripture, or even one part of our body and our awareness until we've had time to truly savor the experience. And it's to that type of attentiveness we'll turn in part three of this series next week.
how do you practice slowness? I'd love to hear about your practices of slowness. I would love for you to just take a moment and if you're connected to the blog on kylebrooks.substack.com, just go over and drop a comment in the comment section and share your experience with me and with the community that's learning here together because we have so much to learn from each other. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Deep End with me, Kyle Brooks, the podcast where I basically just read my blog if you like to take it in via audio instead of reading with your eyeballs. This is the place to come. You can follow or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to actually subscribe to the blog or the podcast to get it into your inbox, you can go to my Substack, kylebrooks.substack.com, kylebrooks.substack.com. And you can find any of the links or references I made here or that I linked in my blog in the show notes. Hope to see you next time. And thank you.